You're listening to a Bellingcat Discord server stage talk titled How to Monitor Live Feeds. On the stage was Aram Shabanian from the New Lines Institute for Strategic and Policy. Aram spoke to the audience about his knowledge of free-to-access open source tools that allow the user to look at traffic cameras, airport cameras, track fires in real time, and watch multiple TV monitors on the one screen. During the talk, Aram presented his screen and took questions from the audience and explained any restrictions to the methods he was presenting. All the links mentioned are in the description of this podcast. The talk was hosted by Charlotte Ma on Thursday the 24th of August in the Bellingcat Discord server. Right, um, hey. You might see people passing back and forth in the background here, and uh, don't worry about that. They're, they're good people. They're not here to hurt me or anything. They're just my friends and roommates, so <laughs> I'm not being held hostage or anything like that. So today we have the privilege of hosting Aram Shabinian. Aram works at the New Lines Institute for Strategic and Policy as the Open Source Information Gathering Manager for the Strategy and Innovation Department. His expertise is vast with a research focus on violent far-right groups in the US, as well as the Islamic State group and associated movements. He's previously given a stage talk on open source monitoring of Ukraine in 2022, which you can listen back to on our SoundCloud right now or on major podcast platforms. Today, though, he's here to share invaluable tips on live feed monitoring, which I'm really excited about. He'll be sharing details of how to monitor traffic cameras, news channels, and live webcams using free-to-access tools. Please, during the talk, put all questions in the chat as he talks, and myself and Giancarlo will be paying attention to the chat and we'll post the questions after uh, Aram has finished talking. Thank you so much for speaking today, Aram, and you now can please take the mic, and I will shut up. This is vidgrid.tk.gg. This is the website, and I've gone ahead and full screened it by pressing, pressing F11 to get rid of any toolbars and everything. Um, and so on the left side of the screen here, you'll see the volume controls. This would bring up the volume or bring it down if there was anything on the screen. And then you can dial in anywhere between two screens, on screen at once, and nine. So I'm going to set it to nine for our purposes here just to demonstrate what this, what this website is capable of. So when you go to the drop-down menus, like I mentioned earlier, you'll see all these different news channels available. Um, and they've also got some like lo-fi music available too down here that you could put on if you wanted to listen to tunes while you're watching the news. Um, I use this fascinating tool called Spotify for that. I don't know if anybody's heard of that one, but uh, yeah. Anyway, so you go ahead and plug in your news channels here. We've got Sky News, CNN International. We'll go CNN US. And then I'll just start kind of picking out a slew of different news channels here just to give us a good spread of the world. Um, and so these channels that are in the drop-down menu are always available on Streamwall. You don't have to find these on your own. Um, and uh, which makes Streamwall... Or this is, I'm sorry, this is VidGrid, not Streamwall. Makes VidGrid very effective because uh, one of the setbacks with a lot of other streaming software like this is that you have to do a lot of the legwork yourself finding these links and finding these sources, and that's kind of a pain at times. Um, so this allows you to get nine news feeds at once from around the world. A pretty good spread of the news. You're not going to get any of the more niche news websites, but you'll get the, the major, the mainstream ones. Um, and so this is my go-to for daily monitoring of breaking news events and things of that nature, just because it's easy. I can I can bookmark it. 
if you want to send somebody the the link to this vid grid uh, to the vid grid you can send them the url and it will pop up exactly as you've had it set up so if you wanted to show somebody some breaking news events that were going on you could show them whatever news you've got um now the strengths of vidgrid are that you can plug in a multitude of sources so there's the drop down menu of course with preloaded sources but it also takes any youtube source that hasn't been restricted to not be shared on other websites so if people have set their video to uh, be restricted you typically can't put it on vidgrid but if it's a public video or public stream it'll go right in um anything that streams with what's called an m3u8 protocol and i'll get to that a little bit later but most live streams on the internet be they webcams or uh television streams are m3u8 and so if you can get an, a url with that you can plug the m3u8 into vidgrid and i'll show you how to do that in just a moment um also, Facebook live streams um, and things of that nature tend to work with VidGrid. It, it, you, you have to experiment a bit to see if different websites will work, but most of them, uh, most streaming protocols plug right into it. So I've mentioned a couple times M3U8 uh, URLs and protocol. So what that basically is, is it, uh, it's, uh, it preloads a playlist of videos, basically, that keep loading in your browser. Uh, and that's how they, they live stream videos a lot of the time. So um, like I said, most websites that stream use M3U8. So I'm going to go to Press TV, the Iranian news channel, um, just because I'm a glutton for punishment. Um, and so this is their live streaming page where their live stream player is available. Now, if you're using, uh, I'm using Google Chrome. So I hit F12 and it opens the developer panel here. And so now what I'm going to do is hit the play button. And I'm looking for something with an M3U8 in the URL here. So this chunk list underscore B644, that's what I'm looking for. So I go here. I copy the link address. In the, in the, when I, I right-click, copy the link address, and plop that link address into VidGrid. And it now pulls up Press TV. So now I can do press TV next to Sky News or whatever other news sources I wanted to have. If you want to unmute the source, you simply click the video in question and uh, run up the volume. Now let's say press TV had something crucial happening and you wanted to make that your main screen. You've got nine feeds up, but you really want to know what's going on on press TV. All you have to do is press this button on the left side here and it makes that smaller screen your main screen. It go full screens it. You can also hide the toolbar on the left by hitting the, the little moon. Um, and so now it basically looks like a full screen of this news presentation. Um, and it's pretty effective. It's, it's pretty useful. Um, the problem I've run into is as gratuitous as nine streams at once sounds, and I know that sounds like, how would you ever need more than nine news feeds at once? Well, because I can have more than nine, so why would I want to stop at nine, right? Uh, but in order to go beyond nine screens at once, we have to jump to a different program. Um, and so I'm going to go ahead and close VidGrid here. And I'm going to bring up, there's a GitHub page uh, for a program called StreamWall. So here's the GitHub page. Um, Streamwall um, was written originally during, uh, it was coded during the Black Lives Matter protests in 2020 as a way for protesters to live stream a multitude of, um, of streaming videos at once and, and monitor like everything going on in Portland at once. Um, 
it wasn't really ever intended to monitor the news. And so originally it couldn't accept M3U8 links at all. Um, but I found out the guy who programmed it lives in Portland, uh, like I do. Um, and so I bought him a beer and he changed the code a little bit for us. So now we can put in a lot more news feeds for it. So that's kind of cool. Um, so what you do is you download Streamwall. I'm not too technically minded when it comes to any of this part of it, any of the coding side of it. So I'm going to just leave the setup instructions as is on the Streamwall GitHub. So try to follow those as best as you can. And if anybody ever has trouble with this part, I'm always available on Discord. So hit me up and I will be happy to help you with uh, any issues you've got with it. But once you've got Streamwall set up, you run it from a JS node window. So it looks like a standard command line window. Um, here's the example of it. And you have to type in a little bit of code to get it started every time with your parameters that you'd like to set it for. So I've got it set right now for this black screen that you have here. Um, and what I've set up today for us is I call this being creepy in Seattle. Um, and so the back end of this website looks like this. This is the, the grid as we have it with the five by five videos. And then down here on the left side, we've got all the, the videos that I've preloaded into this website. These are all different traffic cameras around the city of Seattle. Now, if we wanted to put a different video in, we could either, uh, there's a notepad document that's associated with the with Streamwall. Um, and that notepad document, it's a TOML file. So what you do is you preload that file with videos or websites that you'd like to have opened in Streamwall. You drop the URLs in. I'm going over this a little bit quickly because it's a little bit technical and you kind of have to read the website to figure it out in, in real time. Um, so I'm not intending to teach you how to program um, via audio stream today because that would be ridiculous. Um, but all this is to say, if you preload the right streams into Streamwall, you can then start clicking them. You choose which quadrant you want it to go to. And you click one of the videos. And that is now a very ugly grid. Um, so let me get this set up properly. So we've got Seattle calls for service. So you can add websites to, to Streamwall. So here we have a website that shows all of the live incidents in the city of Seattle, all the live fire and EMS incidents. And in order to find this website, um, it really, it's really hit or miss depending on which city you're in. Um, not every city has a fire incident dispatch monitoring website, but a lot of them these days do, a lot of the major cities at least. So you just have to do some Googling to find out if your city has um, somebody or, or something monitoring your uh, live dispatches. So I'm kind of rambling right now while I get these um, traffic cameras set up. What I'm doing is on a different screen, I'm going through and enabling one traffic camera at a time for the city of Seattle with these cameras that I've preloaded from their traffic monitoring website. And I will show you how to get these uh, URLs here momentarily. Um, I know that dead air is the worst, so I tend to ramble when I have to. Um, old speech and debate kid habits. So here is uh, Streamwall running in a creepy city of Seattle monitoring mode. Um, so we've got a number of traffic cameras. There's custom titles added to the traffic cameras, so it tells you exactly where they are. And you can do that when you add the video streams to Streamwall. 
Uh, I've got a clock from a website that shows you what time it is in Seattle. And then again, the dispatch screen. So how did I get the traffic camera links though? Because that's a question that's going to come up. And, and the answer is, it's another M3 U8 URL. So what you need to do is open up Google, basically, and look up your city that you're, that you're trying to find traffic cameras for, um, or the state. So some states control the traffic cameras, some cities control the traffic cameras. So I know that California, if we look up Caltrans camera list, here's a website of every traffic streaming traffic camera in the state of California organized north to south by route. And so let's say we wanted to see what's going on on I-5 in Anaheim. It's unavailable, so we don't get to know. But we wanted to find out another part of Anaheim. Okay, you know what? We're not going to find out what's going on in Anaheim today. I guess uh, we'll find out what's going on in Sacramento. So it looks like there's a traffic jam in Sacramento, uh, which is um, uh, astounding news if you've ever been to Sacramento. Um, so what you do is you, again, hit F12, hit the developer panel, and then hit the play button on the stream. And you'll see this playlist that M3U8 has popped up. So you copy that address. And then in Streamwall's back end, which again looks like this, go down to Custom Streams, enter the URL, give it a title, um, Anaheim, click Add Stream. And now it has popped up as an available source here. So all I have to do is click it down here. And it has now popped up down here in the bottom left. So now we have an Anaheim traffic camera on a Seattle vid grid for or a Seattle grid for some reason. But the point is to demonstrate that it's it's quite simple to find these traffic cameras um, uh, from public sources. And this sort of use of them is not against policy. It's not against the rules. It's not illegal. You're not going to get in trouble for it. The worst that will probably happen to you is what I experienced a couple days ago. Uh, I had 25 of uh, Caltrans's cameras going at once just to see how long I could do it without my program crashing. Um, and I got 10 hours out of it before Caltrans banned my IP address. Um, I think because they didn't really know what I was doing, but they didn't like it because it just looked sketchy. Um, so I don't really know a way around that at the moment um, other than being better at hiding your network traffic. I think the other issue is that I also opened a bunch of tabs on their website at once. So it looked like a DDoS attack, um, which is not what I was trying to do, California. I'm sorry. That was not my intention. Um, so when you've got Streamwall open, one more thing that it can do is, as you, as you can see, I've got the Anaheim camera in the bottom left, which corresponds with, I can find it again, corresponds with the Streamwall right so i click anaheim and then i click this map i can extend the anaheim camera so now it's two grids wide or three or four right so you can keep making individual streams larger and dominate more and more of the screen um so i know i've probably rushed past quite a bit here um and there's probably a lot of questions. Um, so I'm going to pause for a moment and, and take some questions. Um. That sounds great. Uh, thanks so much, Naram, for showing us how to, I mean, somebody put in the chat, turning their humble lair into a Bond villain's lair. Um, Basically, yeah. Um, it's, 
it's cool. It's um, when you get enough news sources going to it once. What I found is even if you don't speak any of the languages of the news sources that you've got up, let's say they're all in Arabic, and I don't are we Arabic, when all of the text turns red and the anchors look very concerned and there's like videos of things exploding on screen, um, that's usually a, a pretty good tell there's breaking news happening. Um, so yeah. Amazing. I've got a question. Does the live feed access, so the access to, I don't know, uh, the traffic cameras specifically or even the news access, does it fluctuate depending on the region? Is there any specific regions where monitoring like this may be difficult? So the United States, as far as I know, has some of the most permissive traffic camera laws in terms of public access to them, but it depends on the state. So like in Oregon, none of the municipalities or the state have any streaming video. They just have still image cameras. But then again, in California, most of the cities have streaming video. When it comes to news, my recommendation is you go to a website called lingsat-stream.com and lingsat shows TV from around the world that's streaming available on the internet. So let's say we wanted to know the latest in uh, Yemen, for instance, uh, because that's a country you wouldn't think there's a lot of live streaming news from. So we click the Middle East tab. We go to Yemen. Found that find out that in fact there are four live streaming news channels from Yemen that are available. So all you have to do is click through to their website, click linear streaming, and then I know I sound like a broken record here, but you hit F12 to open the developer panel, press the play, ooh, press, press the, the play, play button, button, and wait for the M3U8 URL to pop up. Now what you can do in the developer panel if too many things are popping up here on the right at once for you to monitor. You can actually just click under filter M3U8 and it will show you only the URLs that you're looking for, which you would then again copy and paste into either the stream wall, control, or midgrid. Either one can accept M3U8s. So now we've got streaming Yemeni news on, um, and, and there were four channels, so we can even put up a, a grid of four TV channels from Yemen. So um, if that addresses the question. Amazing. Thank you. That does. Yeah, we've got a few questions from the audience. Um, I think you've answered this one from Entropic. Is this only for international English language broadcasters? I think you've just uh, answered that. No, no, it definitely works for yeah for a multitude of broadcasters. Um, I tend to stick with the English language ones just because I kind of know what's going on a little bit better. But um, but this kind of allows you to um, to dig into this topic and, and and really find out a lot of information on like okay, what are the live TV news channels in the Middle East, which ones broadcast 24 hours a day, what languages do they broadcast in, what's their bias like. You can find out a lot about the news that you're watching just by doing the research required to get these streams, which is something that I think is kind of interesting. Definitely. Um, you've mentioned a little bit about the legality, but Neutral OSINT has asked, sorry if this is mentioned, but what's the legality of the, these tools? In, is there any risk of... Uh, getting into any trouble, um, maybe not. The only trouble, America. yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, um, the only trouble I think you could really get into is if uh, a webmaster on one end saw that you were pulling a bunch of data from a single source, they might think that it's something nefarious and block you for it. You're not actually breaking any rules, as far as I know. But a lot of 
I, I just picture like a a baby boomer webmaster looking at my data, tra- my web traffic and going, I don't know what this is, but I don't like it. And just banning the IP because he doesn't understand, but he doesn't need to understand to know that it's sketchy. Um, and I, I get it, dude. Like Caltrans guy, if you're listening, I'm not mad at you. Um, but um, so it's not illegal by any means, but um, it looks sketchy. And when you have 25 videos going at once, if you don't have very good Internet, um, or if you don't pay for like a good data package, you're going to meet your data cap very quickly. So I have to pay for the, the capless data uh, package from my ISP because otherwise you hit the, the terabyte or two terabyte limit very quickly because each one of these is a 720p or 1080p video screen um, at when they're running at full capacity. So um, it's like having 25 people watching TV at your place at once. You use a lot of data. Um, yeah. Uh, Pineapple Go asks, any, is there any simple way to record any of these feeds? Um, maybe you could talk a little bit about how to archive some of this content if it's possible. Yeah, um, the easiest and simplest and freest way to do it is OBS, Open Broadcast Studio. Um, and OBS, uh, I've got it down here in my toolbar, so I'll open it up for you. Um, very simple and easy to use. Recording software, the fonts are very small right now because I opened it on a 1080p screen, so you probably can't read what they say. But uh, basically, it'll record whatever is on the main screen here, and you can choose between multitudes of screens. And say I want you to record, you know, uh, display three. You can do this cool tunnel vision stuff. Um, but yeah, OBS is the one I recommend for, for recording video. It also automatically timestamps, uh, or like, not timestamps, but when you record a video, it automatically puts in the date and time that it was recorded. So you don't have to worry about labeling all your videos. Cause if you're anything like me, you don't actually label anything in a helpful manner. Um, it's just whatever gibberish comes to mind when you're looking to save a file. So, yeah. I'm currently using OBS to uh, record this actually, which is fun. Um, awesome. <laughs> um, Tristan, one of our staff members, uh, You've touched on this, but he asked, what is usually the limiting factor in the number of streams you can run? Uh, network traffic, video card, CPU act? Yeah, it was definitely the video card uh, until about a week ago. Um, my, my homie is actually uh, staying with me right now, and he, he upgraded my video card um, to a significantly more powerful one. Um, but that was an issue that I ran into with the last video card, is I couldn't necessarily do 25 videos at once. It would start to choke a bit but I could do 16. So when you open Streamwall, it defaults to a 3 by 3 grid. Some died in videos at once. When you're opening up Streamwall, though, one of the launch parameters that you can use is you can tell it how many, how many grids do you want it to make. So I've got it set to a 5 by 5 here. I could do a 10 by 10 if I wanted to, and I've done it before. They're just a lot smaller. Um, and then if you have all that going at once, your computer will die and it won't like you anymore. But what you can do if you did like a 10 by 10 grid or even the, the 5 by 5 that I have here, you can see that I've got most of these are, are one screen at a time. But if I wanted to, I could say, oh, hey, what's going on on Dexter Avenue and Denny Way in Seattle and make that a larger screen. So it doesn't necessarily have to be 25 screens at once. It could be 20 and five of them or, or you know, 21 and four of them could be feeding into a larger screen, something of that nature. Um, so you just have to know the limits of your system itself. And then, um, like somebody said, beg for an NVIDIA uh, sponsorship and hope to get upgraded. So. <laughs> 
yeah, a lot of people are saying that uh, I, it's possible for me because I've got a Bellingcat web uh, computer, um, but I'm sure many people can do it as well. Um, we've got a few other questions if you don't mind. I know you wanted to go back. Um, Sam says, is it, is it possible to split screen other programs with this, like Shodan or websites such as Live UA Map? Yes, um, you absolutely can plug uh, websites into Streamwall. The setback with it is that once the website is plugged into Streamwall, you can't click through to to manipulate it in any way. So if you like open Live UA Map, it would open to the main screen on the website as if you'd never visited the website. So none of your data is saved. So uh, none of your your cache data is saved. So it just opens to the main part of the website. So if the website's not optimized for like for mobile, it's not going to look very good on this. Um, but um, but it is possible, yes. I wanted to go back to presenting. Uh, we still got a few, a couple of questions, but if you want to carry on uh, around, you can. Oh, I, I, did, it, did the presenting stop? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, um, no, 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 it's still running, but oh, I, I know you said you wanted to take a couple of questions oh. and then go back to it, but we can continue with the questions. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Um, yeah, so another thing I just wanted to bring up that I had forgotten to mention before is that a lot of these... these uh, so this is where the OSINT side of this comes into it. There's a technical side of this, which is learning how to get the streaming software working and learning about the M3U8s and all that. But there's also the more OSINT side, which is, okay, what is it that I'm looking for? What kind of cameras are useful? Because watching stuff in Seattle is fine and dandy, but unless it's snowing there and people are crashing their cars down the hills, it's really not that much excitement. Uh, and when it snows in Seattle, by the way, I highly recommend creating a, a video grid of it because it's, it's, it's funny. Um, but... Um, typically this wouldn't be too useful for us. So what we'd want to do is look up, um, I've got YouTube open here and what you can do is there's a multitude of live streaming news sources on YouTube, um, that all you have to do is, is look up the news in the country. Uh, so say, uh, uh, Middle East news live and then restrict YouTube to live news feeds only. And it'll show you the streams that are available. Um, but what I've found is you can, um, if you Google in foreign languages, so you look, I looked up last night, uh, I had Google translate the words in Russian, uh, traffic cameras, uh, Moscow highways. Um, and so that brought up this worldcam.ru website with a bunch of broken links to, to webcams, but uh, many of these were in Moscow. and so. Um, I was able to actually create a vid grid last night of streams from, from Moscow. Um, and I was able to watch traffic driver on Moscow. So this is to say, it's not just a technical skill to have here to like learn how to open up these, these streams. You also have to couple that with like a more traditional OSINT background. And so if you don't really know what you're looking for, it's not too strong of a tool. It's just kind of a fun video monitoring tool, but, um, but if you're really looking to dig into a topic, so like with um, the Wagner uh, assassination yesterday, I pulled up a bunch of Russian news sources to see what they were talking about in Russia. So I had, you know, 10 different news uh, sources going at once um, from Russia. So that, that's, that's a helpful way to use it. Um, but yeah. That was worldcam.ru. Um, world-cam.ru, yeah. 
John Carlos found it already. He's fast. Uh, that's <laughs> of <right>. course. <laughs> Thanks. Not surprised. Uh, <laughs> Pineapple Go says, can you force the streams to run at a lower res for those you know with uh, technology that might not be able to sustain this for long periods of time? So I'm sure it's possible, but I don't know how to do that. But the good thing about uh, Streamwall is that it's open source. And so it's all on GitHub and you can change the, the source. Of, you can change the coding of it yourself. So if there's a way to reprogram it or recode it so that it does stream in a lower resolution, uh, somebody could do that. I just don't know how to do that. Okay. Um, somebody else asked uh, about the resolution as well. And then Entropic says, do we know anything about the creator of VidGrid? Um, do we know anything about the creators of these sites? So the, the creator of Streamwall, um, like I said, I met with him. We, we got a beer in Portland. He's a pretty cool guy. Um, I could, um, let's see, I got him on Twitter. I'm pretty sure, unless these people have defeated, deleted their Twitters, um, which is entirely possible these days. Um, so Streamwall is, um, his username is Codachrome on GitHub, or Chroma Code rather. Got that backwards. Um, but he has he has done some personal updates to Streamwall for me, like I said, so I can vouch for him being a cool guy. Um, I can also vouch for him having his heart in the right place in the sense of he was pretty aghast at seeing at one point Portland police using Streamwall to monitor the protests themselves. And uh, he made it less convenient for them to use it thereafter. Um, to use in a police setting, I mean. Um, in terms of VidGrid, um, that he is he is on um, Twitter. Uh, he is Matt Taylor, um, Matt TK Taylor. So at Matty TK is his uh, username on Twitter, um, and he's also a pretty cool guy. I've talked to him a couple times about uh, VidGrid and, and asked him some questions on it. He uh, really. He really created VidGrid to monitor the news. So VidGrid was ex was created explicitly to monitor news. Streamwall was created to monitor live streams and has been adapted to follow the news. Um, but yeah. Somebody in the chat, HeckVT, uh, Heck has also suggested uh, BalticLiveCam.com. It's a collection of live cameras, main focus on the Baltics. It has 78 countries. So that sounds like a really good website as well. Um, Giancarlo has asked, um, Aran, can you talk a bit about resources for finding cameras at other interesting locations like airports, ports, etc.? Yeah, um, so again, it really depends on where you're looking for, um, for this information. So like I know the state of Washington in the U.S., every airport in Washington has a webcam of some kind set up at it. Some of them update every five minutes with a picture. Some of them are live streaming. Um, so it depends on where you're looking for, but, um, I found a lot of, uh, live streams from airports on YouTube that don't come from, like, don't come from the place of monitor this airport for OSINT purposes. It comes from a place of, oh boy, look at all these really cool airplanes. Cause I'm a plane spotter and I'm going to spend 12 hours at LAX recording every plane that lands. Um, so that's, that's one way that you can get it. Um, and the cool thing with like monitoring airports, like Giancarlo was mentioning, is then you can pull up a website like Flight Radar 24 or ADSB Exchange and actually see the aircraft in real time on the map and then see them landing on, on video. And it makes it really immersive and kind of neat. Um, 
but airports are useful for that. You can also, there's a lot of rail cameras on YouTube where people have just put up cameras next to the train tracks. Um, there's, I think one, cha- one channel in particular has, I think like 70 streaming cameras from around the U S from different train depots and stuff. So if you're looking for train traffic, you can monitor that. Um, yeah. Um, uh, just takes a bit of Googling, um, and keyword, uh, keyword you know messing around messing around different keywords you know uh webcam airport italy something like that um and you'll eventually get what you're looking for or you'll find out that it's just not available and move on to the next topic are there any other keywords if you're looking for kind of that that you use regularly if you're looking for kind of traffic cams as you were speaking about earlier um because somebody asked in the chat know you are has asked about suggestions for finding video feeds so is there any other keywords that you might use on a regular basis to try and find some traffic cameras for example um so yeah traffic camera or, or dot camera um and then if you're looking for so i had showed earlier there was like that dispatch screen from seattle um that i've been messing around with finding those lately which what i've keywords i've looked for with those are like city name and then uh fire ems incident CAD tracker. And if you throw those words into Google enough with the city that you're looking for, you'll find some websites that, depending on the municipality, give you the data you're looking for. So like, um, I found out that San Diego, if you look up San Diego fire incidents live, just some keywords that could bring up a live incident tracker for fire department stuff. You see the San Diego fire rescue dispatch online. Here's a current screen of dispatches in San Diego for the fire department. Um, and then they've got a map that's available. So both of these URLs could then be plugged into Streamwall, and you could pull up these two screens within Streamwall, along with traffic cameras from the scene of the, of the incident, if you wanted to. Um, so it, it really kind of depends on what it is that you're monitoring. So when I was watching the the tropical storm coming ashore in uh, San Diego last week or earlier this week. I can't remember which it was. Um, It was useful to have cameras that were looking out to sea. So traffic cameras weren't as useful for that. But uh, there's a website called Surfline that has a bunch of web cameras of the ocean. So surfers can find out what the conditions are like before they go to the ocean. Uh, So uh, surfer camera became my keyword to look for then. so it really kind of depends on on what the topic is that you're researching. Um, and again, anytime anybody has questions with this, reach out to me on Discord or reach out to me on Twitter. Happy to help you come up with some keywords. Um, I, I really enjoy helping people come up with this kind of stuff. So yeah. Lots of questions flooding in now. Um, BQEN asks, how, how does the founders of these tools make it e- less easy for police to use? Super curious about that. Is this a tool that... Uh, law enforcement do use and and how how does it stop them from using it i think is the question i'll be real with you he told me it and it was in technical terms and i nodded and said cool but i didn't understand what he was saying so you'd have to talk to him because that was like way way above my pay grade but it did sound neat and technical so amazing um, Research Enjoyer asks, what is your favorite thing to monitor on your vid grids? Personally, what, what are you obsessed with uh, looking at on these vid grids? So usually I have uh, just a bunch of news sources going all day. Um, and my roommate and I will just sit here throughout the day and get angry at what we see on the screen. And that's usually what it's used for. 
Um, but when the war started in Ukraine, for the first like three months of the war in Ukraine, they hadn't taken down a lot of the webcams uh, across the country. And so we could actually watch in real time as missile strikes happened in Ukraine. We could see explosions in the skylines and everything. Um, we could see tanks driving down streets at some points. Um, some of the major battlefields had traffic cameras on them at the beginning of the war. Um, and so that was interesting to see until they took all those down. Um, with regards to... Where was I going with that? Um, the Probably the neatest thing that I've seen that Streamwall has allowed me to catch um, was uh, probably two months into the war in Ukraine or a month and a half into the war in Ukraine, I had a friend over. And so we had the stream Streamwall open and it had 25 videos going on it at once or maybe 16 and one of them was i had seen a live stream pop up that i'd never seen before from from zaporizhia nuclear power plant in southern ukraine and it was just a live stream of their out their exterior security camera and i thought okay that could be kind of a cool source to have you know whatever's going on at the power plant and so i put it up on the on the on the grid but i didn't make it the full screen because it wasn't interesting enough to watch with an entire monitor because i didn't know what was happening um so i put it as a small screen and within about five minutes, I noticed all the car alarms were going off in the parking lot of the power plant. So that's when I full screened it and saw that there was actually a column of tanks and armored personnel carriers shooting at the power plant, uh, which was fascinating and terrifying. Um, but I wouldn't have caught that if I didn't have this streaming without Streamwall because I wouldn't have made that my full screen. I would have just moved on to the next source because there wasn't anything actually actionable happening in the video when I first pulled it up. It was just a video of a parking lot. So this allowed me to monitor that and catch that in real time. Um, and then I remember the stream was going real well, and then CNN posted it on their website, and then it got real sluggish real fast. Uh, so that's the other thing is a lot of these streams get worse the more people find out about them. Uh, so if it's a really popular streaming video source, it might get real potato cam real fast. Um, just something to keep in mind. Giancarlo says uh, you may have... It probably was only you watching uh, that happen and the people at the power plant. How crazy. Um, lots yeah, no, that's the weird thing is, is somebody at the power plant made the conscious decision to stream that day. He, and, and the Russians have since, since taken that person away. But he made the decision to stream hoping that somebody in the outside world would see what was happening. Um, and we did, that which was kind of neat. Um, but yeah. Sorry, I interrupted. Go ahead. No, 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 it's absolutely fine. Um, we have a few more questions. Uh, some kid with a potato, which I personally love the name of. Uh, is there a way to have an audio overlay for stuff like airports? Wondering if there's a way to get ATC audio while having multiple airport camps open. Absolutely, yes. Um, Streamwall does allow for um, MP3 streams to be plugged into it uh, under the audio feature. So there's there's five... Uh, when you open up the stream wall control panel um, and you're entering a new stream, you can enter five different kinds of streams. So there's a video stream, audio stream, website, overlay, or background. And the overlay and background allow you to add custom graphics to the frame of the videos or, or whatever it may be. Um, there's also, I forgot to mention this, there are controls with the videos, with the video streams on stream wall. So you can rotate the video feed um, or you can. Uh, select the audio on this particular feed with Streamwall or blur the video. That's a feature that might be useful for folks who are streaming on Twitch. Um, so if you're streaming like a protest and uh, the police start beating a guy on camera, blur the stream. Otherwise, your your Twitch might get taken down. 
Um, so that's a useful tool for that. Um, but yeah. Incredible. Um, one more question from Colvap. Colvap asks, sorry for a very specific question, but ever find any streaming cameras from China? So is, I'm also kind of intrigued in that. Is there any uh, camera access in places where, um, for example, there's lots of traffic cameras, but uh, it's quite controlled in a state like that? So uh, is there any access for places like that, China specifically, and other regions like it? I have check China I'd be surprised um if you could um I know that up until a couple months ago you could access all of the highway cameras in Belarus and they had live streaming video but those have been taken down so it, it kind of depends on first of all how authoritarian the country is to begin with and then second like what's happening there um I also I tried to not share too much that would show that I had the highway cameras from belarus like in public because i didn't want the belarusian state to see that and then take the cameras down um not that not that lukashenko follows me on twitter but it's just you know good good protocol to follow um and um yeah and that was something another issue that i saw by the way early in the war in terms of it's not illegal to stream this stuff but um in the u.s at least but there were some live streamers who were streaming the video from their buildings themselves who got in trouble for streaming in the early days of the war in Ukraine uh, because the streams they were providing were being plugged into YouTube accounts that were doing stream wall or vid grid stuff like this and showing all of the battlefields across Ukraine. And so it was very easy then for somebody to look up on YouTube Ukraine live cameras and see the results of their rocket attacks into Ukraine. So uh, the authorities tend to only get really upset with this when you like make it very obvious and easy for people to access the data that they probably wouldn't want you to have if they knew you could have it. But as it stands right now, they don't have an issue with it, if that makes sense in terms of legality. And Tropic asks a kind of a follow-on question to this. Anecdotally, how much have governments and other entities, especially given the context in Ukraine, become aware of these street camera vulnerabilities? Have you noticed a significant decrease in street camera availability in non-US contexts in the past couple of years? Uh, yeah, I, I would say I've noticed in some places a decrease and in other places a, a somewhat of an increase. And, and that's reflected both internationally and within the U.S. because each state has a different rule, right? So um, some places have, have responded to this kind of data being out there by just making it impossible to get access to their, to their street cameras. Some have uh, their high-resolution street cameras that you can read license plates from. Some of them, uh, they can see the high-resolution version of the video, but the video that goes out to the public is a low-resolution or every three-second updated uh, video source. And so it really depends on, on where you're looking to see how they've responded to it. But the general trend has been to uh, lock down this stuff um, it's just difficult to really gauge that because as they're locking down on one hand, the technology is becoming more freely available and thus proliferating on the other. So it's kind of keeping neck and neck while becoming more restrictive at the same time, if that makes sense. Sarah has mentioned in the chat uh, for anyone listening uh, from Discord that they've got uh, they've started a, a thread called live stream a forum called live streaming camera links. So if you come across any 
uh, streaming links, please place them in that in that thread. It's in the chat at the moment, which is really cool, and will be a very useful resource for everyone in this Discord server, I'm sure. Uh, Silton Knife has a question. What was the most surprising cam you managed to find? That there was a cam or that you could access it? Um, the most surprising one that I saw was probably in Ukraine in the early days of the war. There was um, on one of the military academies in Kharkiv. They had a camera that was streaming the construction of a memorial in front of the academy. And the construction obviously stopped on February 24th. And so there was just this highway in the background, though, of this, uh, of this video. And every day I would just see columns of Ukrainian vehicles going in one direction to the battlefield. At the end of the day, I'd see them returning in the other direction, sometimes kind of, you know, beat up a little bit. Uh, it, it was fascinating. Um, but that was probably the coolest one I've seen. Um, the other kind of cool thing that I've been able to find with the streams. This one wasn't plugged into Streamwall or VidGrid, but I did find this by looking up uh, webcams. Um, sometimes streaming video isn't the most useful thing you can find or because there's only still images available. And so I found last week there were people talking about whether or not the USS Nimitz had suddenly left uh, Bremerton up near uh, Seattle, um, if it left kind of in a huff and a puff six weeks after returning. Uh, from its last voyage. So I pulled up a webcam on the Space Needle and did a playback of of still images from the day. And in one of the images, lo and behold, there's an aircraft carrier in the harbor uh, heading out. Um, and so I found in looking for live streaming videos, I found some still image webcams that are also useful. They can't be plugged into these, these websites, but they're still cool to have. Um, so sky's the limit on this kind of stuff, I guess. Thanks for sharing that. Everybody uh, who's listening, you have literally less than 10 minutes to get final questions in, so please put them in the chat. Um, lots and lots of people uh, are praising this talk. They're really enjoying it and finding it really useful. I have a quick question. Um, I know John Carla also has a question, and I'm watching him write it at the moment. Um, but we're talking about free tools at the moment. Is there any paid-for tools? that you would recommend that associated with monitoring live feeds? Is there anything that you personally would invest money in um, to help with this kind of thing? Or does, is this completely covered by free to access tools? So um, I've paid for two sources with this and they are, um, one of them was to get uh, access to like a PBS live stream and the other one's for C-SPAN. Um, and so there are some websites that require you to pay some news sites and stuff that require you to pay before you can get access to the live feeds themselves. Um, that's about as far as I've gone with it. I do have a subscription to Shodan, the, the search engine. Um, I am just kind of technically incompetent, so I'm still trying to learn how to use it for this. But, um, but that's another alternative for finding webcams is you can, you can use that browser to, to find unsecured webcams around the world. And that's what actually at the beginning of the war in Ukraine, a bunch of these YouTube channels um, that I'm not happy with found these cameras across Ukraine that were unprotected and changed the passwords on them, I guess. So they had exclusive access to them and then would live stream and then um, make money off of those live streams. So, um, yeah. 
Tristan has put in the chat very helpfully uh, how to find webcams with Shodan, a little guide. Uh, so if anyone wants to have a little go at that, uh, there's some uh, useful link there. Giancarlo has finally written his question. Uh, he asks, what are some complementary websites that you've used in the past alongside this one? For example, you mentioned a website that shows you live service calls in Seattle. What are some others? So one of the coolest ones, but one that I have trouble with plugging into Streamwell and VidGrid is uh, one called PulsePoint. That's useful in the U.S. and Canada. Uh, PulsePoint uh, shows live fire and EMS dispatches on like a, a map and then like a list of current incidents. So that was pretty useful that I found looking for incident trackers. Um, but um, it's really hit or miss. I mean, there's some things that that really pop into Streamwall quite well. Other things that like other websites that you try to pop into Streamwall that um, like I've tried to plug in live satellite imagery before from like the the geostationary satellites, the GOES satellites. And um, unless I basically full screen it in Streamwall, it's all toolbar because it starts with the top of the screen. So like the first three grid screens are just toolbar and URL and stuff. So um, you really have to play around with it to figure out which ones are going to work. But um, yeah, the coolest things I found are probably the incident trackers. And um, yeah, those are, that's probably it. Um, just because you don't have to wonder anymore. Like, oh, there goes a fire truck. What are they doing? Well, now you can find out. Like, oh, there's either a kid fell off their bike or there's like some massive emergency happening in your town that maybe you should pay attention to. You know, um, there's also, this is a little bit more Western US centric. And these are not streaming video necessarily, but it does a similar thing to what uh, Streamwall and VidGrid do just for fire cameras. So there's two websites. There's alertwildfire.org. Um, and Alert Wildfire covers the Western US with the exception of most of California because California used to be on this website and they created their own separate website for this that has different features. But um, so what you do is you select a region. So I'm going to go Oregon, Washington, Idaho. That's where I'm at. And the website will show you all of the fire cameras available in that area. So these are all cameras up on top of mountains watching for wildfires. Uh, and then they're also represented on a map here. Um, so you can click an individual camera, pull up its most recent image, and then play back a time lapse. And this is probably going to make us all dizzy because I think this camera is going to be spinning. So just be ready. But yeah, this camera is currently in search mode. So it's spinning all day looking for fires. And then if it sees a fire, it'll stop spinning and zoom in. And then you can play back the video of that fire. Um, so it's a pretty useful tool for if you live in the Western US and you're concerned about the wildfires. Um, it's a pretty effective tool for monitoring those. You can also make a tile display. So that's, that's the stream wall adjacent um, version of it. So you can select a number of cameras, display it, and then in real time, it will keep these cameras updated with the uh, most recent image. Um, and so that's kind of a useful tool too, again, for when you're monitoring the fires out west. Um, so if you have multiple screens like I do, you can have alert wildfire on one screen, you can have VidGrid on another with live news feeds monitoring the fire on the other, like if they have a helicopter you know, over the fire, uh, and then Flight Radar 24 on another screen watching the firefighting planes, and then you have the fire and police scanner open as well, you're pretty much in a command center, right? It's, it's kind of neat, um, yeah. 
Wow, this uh, chat is absolutely full of a treasure trove of tools and links. Um, super useful. Thanks so much. Um, a lot of people are asking Pineapple Go and, and Todd Scantos in the, in the chat. Is there a way to plug in uh, streams on things like TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube? People especially interested in kind of getting social media feeds plugged in. Is that possible? Um, I know everyone last night was trying to monitor Eric Toller's uh, Twitter feed uh, as we were going through kind of the uh, unrest in Russia. Um, but yeah, it would right. be great to know uh, if social media has a plug-in to this, to any of these tools. So social media video does, if it's a publicly streaming video on social media. The problem with these websites, again, is the limitation of once you plug a website into Streamwall, you're just taking the homepage as if you'd never visited it. So if it was, uh, if you were looking for like Eric Toller's Twitter feed and you wanted to have it on, on Streamwall and you plugged in his Twitter account, Streamwall would show you the Twitter login page. It wouldn't show you his Twitter account. But if he were publicly streaming on, is Periscope a thing anymore? If Periscope were a thing and he were streaming on it and it were public stream, then of course, yes, you could plug that into Streamwall or VidGrid. Um, Facebook live streams work with it. Twitch live streams, uh, YouTube, all the major uh, social networks. Um, and if you find a new social network that it doesn't work with, or if you find like something that would be really useful that it just doesn't do, reach out to these to the designers. Like they're both very open people, um, and I'm sure if you could convince them of why it's useful, they might understand where you're coming from, because they are like us and they want more and more people to have access to this data. They're uh, on the good guy team, I guess I'll say. So. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Twitter now X has a thing called Xstream now. Uh, pardon the terrible name, um, which Elon Musk was using the other day to stream a concert. Uh, so I'm pretty sure there's live feeds into Twitter still. Um, Entropic says for a paid tools, Integ Integrum Worldwide is a subscription that allows for keyword monitoring of live and historical broadcasts of most Russian and some other CS countries. Uh, TV channels and print media. That's really useful to know. Um, okay. Fantastic. And they've also linked to a Canadian university project using that, which is awesome. Um, we've only got four minutes left, guys. So if you have a final question, please place it in the chat now. Um, Aram, thank you so much for kind of speaking to us today. Is there anything else that you kind of wanted to raise um, before we wrap up? Um, not necessarily off the top of my head. I just, once again, wanted to offer myself as a resource on Discord or on Twitter. Um, anybody who, I guess you probably can't message me on Twitter unless I follow you already because of the rules. So Discord it is. Um, so yeah, if you have any questions about this, let me know. And I'm happy to help people with it. Um, the more people watching this kind of stuff, the better. Because I, even if I have 25 videos going at once, I can really only see so much at a time. Um, I'm also like kind of blind and so that doesn't help at all. Um, so I really only see so much at a time. Uh, no pun intended. Um, my Twitter, somebody, somebody just asked that my Twitter is, uh, at Shabanian Aram. So at S H A B A N I A N A R A M. Um, yeah. John Carlos linked it already. Um, somebody else asked, are you on blue sky? I am. Yes. Um, the first and last name on there as well. Um, yeah. Fantastic. And as, as Aron mentioned, he is in this dis in this spelling cat Discord server as well. So if you want to kind of reach out to him in here, he's here um, and he's available. 
Um, but I think we should wrap it there if there's no other questions. Thank you so much, Aran, for your time. Uh, this has been fascinating. And if you're listening on the podcast, um, you can look in the description of this uh, podcast episode for all of the links that Aran's uh, referenced. Uh, thank you so much for sharing your screen as well, Ram, in this and uh, taking us through. Yeah, no problem. Glad to be here. And again, anybody has questions, reach out. Happy to help you at any time. Thank you for listening to the Stage Talk. If you'd like to catch a Stage Talk live and ask the guest questions, join the Bellingcat Discord server by visiting www.discord.gg forward slash Bellingcat. The music you've heard is titled 1983 by Ben Elson and is courtesy of Epidemic Sound.